Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, hey Waffle Gang, I do hope you are well. My name is Mark and today we're checking out some more relationship stories. And if you do love a Reddit story, why not consider hitting that like, subscribe, maybe that notification bell too. Let's crack on with today's first story, which comes from OKEffect2568 and says, My boyfriend, male 33, says he won't propose to me, female 25, unless I set a date to leave my job. Hey. So me, female 25, and my boyfriend, male 33, have been together for just over a year. Around the same time we got together, I'd been accepted for a job as a flight attendant that I've been wanting to do for a long time. I applied before I met him and got the job only a couple of days after our first date. It was a long process and a lot of hard work and waiting, but I got through it and I've done the training and now I'm doing it full time. The thing is, not long into us dating, he said that if I'd said on our first date that I was a flight attendant, he wouldn't have wanted to continue dating me, but he knew that I had applied and got the job two days after our first date, so I'm confused. I admire his family values, beliefs, and morals, as they're not dissimilar to my own, which is why I continued to spend time with him. It took around 10 months for the job referencing and checks to be completed, and we were spending all of our time together whilst it was going on. He's been my rock. We've fallen in love and now we live together. I've never been a career-inclined person, much to my family's detest. According to my older sister, I'm not a very maternal person, which really hurts because I'd love to be a mum. I want to start a family and get married and my boyfriend has convinced me that my profession wouldn't make raising a family the easiest because of long periods away, alongside his career, which is a different roster each week. So my question is, do I find another job or stay as a flight attendant? Edit, I'm so sorry, just for clarity, he doesn't expect me to not have a job at all, just that he wouldn't propose unless I choose another career. Edit, wow, I feel like I need to answer a lot of questions that have come up and also stick up for my boyfriend as well, as I don't think the comments saying he is manipulative and controlling are fair. One, I've been vague in this post because I don't want my airline to be discoverable, and two, I don't want my boyfriend to see it either. Two, he hasn't given me an ultimatum and he's not being controlling or manipulative. It was me who brought up being more committed and bringing up the idea of a proposal and starting a family. Yes, I know we've been dating a year, but I feel so strongly about things and fuck it. Lots of people get married after a year of being together. So I agree with your comments that yes, I should have been more of an adult and not continue to date him. And now I'm in a pickle. <laughs> Love it when people say they're in a pickle. We live together. I pay rent and rent is expensive closer to my workplace. He doesn't want to move and I can't afford to and moving back with my parents isn't an option. Three, we agreed after I did my training that if we wanted things to progress in the relationship, I could spend two to three years doing the job. However, after working two months at the job, my boyfriend has said he doesn't think he could do this for three years. Not even two maybe, one and a half at maximum. Four, I'm torn. 
I want him, but I also want to be a flight attendant and I can't have both. I've known this for a while and I've put it off. I've come to Reddit to give me clarity and see what people looking in think. I agree with your comment saying that if I left my job to be with him, I wouldn't just quit. I would find something else first. I could resent him knowing that I could have had a job slash career as a flight attendant, broaden my mind, travel and live life, etc. As a possibility, I also understand that if that were to happen, there is a chance that he could decide to call things off too, which I feel like would lead me to resenting him more talks a lot about women in their 30s statistically having a higher chance of giving birth to children with special needs. That women in their 30s have a harder time finding men because men would rather date younger women. I feel like I'm being naive and listening to facts that aren't true sometimes, but I don't know. Am I wrong? I think a lot of you could be right too. I think we're at different stages of our lives in the beginning and possibly still are. He started his career at 25 and is now earning well and has climbed the ladder. I've been a coward and I'm embarrassed to not have come to a decision. What do some of you think based on the above? I'm going to start in the comments with Pizza who says, Babe, go see the world. He knew you wanted to do this. He watched you do this and then wait a whole 10 months for a response all while knowing it wasn't what he wanted in his life. Ask yourself why. Hint. It's because he would try to change your mind if you were accepted and he believes you to be valuable enough to go with his desires. So instead of making the adult decision of not continuing a relationship with a partner who has a different dream, he decided he would rather mold you into who he wants because it's easier for him. Babe, you have control over your life. You have autonomy. You have the power to choose which path you will take. If this career is everything you want right now, don't give it up for a man who manipulates you into staying with him. If you want this, go and get it, even if it means leaving a man behind. Because there will be some man at some time and some place in your life who loves and respects you enough to support your dreams. Jelly Bearcat says he's allowed to not want to start a family with somebody whose career has them far away and unreachable for huge chunks of time, is often on call for days at a time, and who is locked into living near the airport hub. You're allowed to want to do those things, at least for now. This just seems like your plans for the future are not compatible. And also, you are so young. Girl, live your life. Also, your sister's comment is nasty and I promise comes from a place of insecurity she has. Nothing to do with you. Rage-fueled peace says, So you're going to get to travel, as that's typically a perk of the job you've chosen. Cheaper plane tickets. You could travel and live your life and never stop learning about different cultures and learn firsthand from your passengers. That sounds like an amazing experience. Or you could quit. But as it stands right now, you secured your future. What happens if you quit? Divorce rates are pretty damn high. Nobody gets married thinking that would happen, but you should have the ability to support yourself regardless. You have a plan B in mind. KTS says you're 25, unmarried and have no children. And this is a job you have worked really long and hard to have. His argument is being a flight attendant would somehow preclude marriage and motherhood. And according to him, even getting engaged is off the table unless you give a resignation date. Is there a reason you can't continue your career while engaged or married before you have children? And Lacour quotes a section about women in their 30s statistically having a higher chance of giving birth or all that sort of stuff and continues saying, I'm sure you received lots of excellent advice from the others on this post. So I'll just focus on this bit that jumped out to me and say this. You're relying on this man too much for your worldview. And this is proof. Is he a doctor? Have you spoken to your doctor? Have you even done any independent research on your own? 
And this is the first time he's offered opinions or advice that you just take unquestioningly as gospel. There's a reason why people on here counsel against age gap relationships when the younger partner is in the 18 to 25 range. Because the older partner is often looking for someone they can influence and control. And it looks like he may have managed this with you. Not relying on this man for information about anything that is not in his field of expertise. He's not an expert about your body, your mind, or your life. Just because he's in his 30s. So OP does update their post one month later. They start off by saying trigger warning. An anxiety attack and they positioned me back home from my flight attendant job. I felt terrible and couldn't stop feeling guilty. Went to work already feeling guilty about having lost a pair of earrings that my partner had got me. Then I had two trips working with a couple of colleagues who triggered me and reminded me of a horrible man I once dated. My mum sometimes has narcissistic tendencies. I spiralled hard and I felt this urge to confess to everything I've done to my partner before we reached our one-year dating mark. I think the pressure of whether to choose him or my job was weighing on me. I don't think it's any surprise that I had a panicked moment. Unfortunately, that moment lasted a total of four days, and I've been off sick for a month since it happened. I was referred to see my doctor, and I have a medical diagnosis of anxiety and depression. I've since been contacted by a sickness manager, and they have said I can go back to my job after working in the airport for six months, and after a period of mental stability. I told my partner on a video chat that I didn't think I could afford to move to where they wanted me to work, and that I thought I would be miserable working where we currently lived. He told me he didn't want a long-distance relationship, which upset me and showed me that he wouldn't support me through it. I didn't feel like talking to him and ignored his calls for 24 hours to give myself some time to think. By the time he returned home, he broke up with me. Said that I ghosted him for 24 hours, which is sinful. After telling him that I wouldn't be taking the job, I tried to explain how upset I was about the decision my employer had given me and he told me that I can't have either of what I want. He packed up all of my belongings and told me to leave. I've been a crying mess since then and moved back into my parents' house. They've offered to help me get back on my feet, which I feel so ashamed and guilty about because I'm meant to be an adult and they have my younger sibling to take care of. I'm grateful for their help as this means I can accept the job offer, but I've never felt so low. How do I navigate my relationship with my parents so it doesn't come across that I'm being ungrateful? And how do I get over what happened with my ex? And I'll just read one comment in that just in a response to OP and sort of gives a general overview of the comments below that one, which said, your parents already understand what you are going through. They know you are going through a rough time and is showing you their love and support. Never forget this because this is what family is all about. You can show them your appreciation by showing them how much you love them by striving to be the best you can be. Become successful in your job, become independent and always make sure you support them when they're in need, especially when they are older. Take all that shame and guilt and use all that energy to better yourself and your situation in life. Show them that their sacrifice did not go unnoticed. This is how you show your parents your appreciation. And I'm Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Next post comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit. It does come with an update as well from Arcane Baraga, who says, Am I the Arsehole for flipping out at a roommate? Then my girlfriend and I broke up last year and she moved out. I needed to get a roommate quick and found one online after a bit of searching. He paid first, then security, and was signed onto the lease for September, with rent due the first of every month. Late September, he decided he's going back to school and getting financial aid from FAFSA. I'm not sure if that's how you pronounce that. He also told me he's not getting a lot of hours at his job. I offer some suggestions. Mid-October hits and I get a knock on my door. He asked me if I can pay the full rent in November saying his FAFSA won't come until mid-November. I was stunned by the request and said no. I told him to let the apartment complex know and also let them know myself. And before we continue, I just looked up what FAFSA is, free application for federal student aid. And we continue. Mid-November hits, his FAFSA comes and he paid rent late. He then comes home with a bunch of computer components to build himself a new gaming computer. Interesting timing, but you know what? As long as he pays the rent on time, it's not my business. Late November, I got very sick, then him. December came, rent paid on time. Mid-January, I got a call from the office that we still have half the rent due. So I messaged him and, and he told me he was fired back when he got sick. Tells me that he has a new job, but is still hurting for hours. The office gives me contact info for renter's assistance for him. I give it to him. He says they're out of money. He says he's paid on time for a while and asks if it's a problem. I text him. I don't know. I need you to figure this out though. This affects me too and honestly is adding a lot of unnecessary stress I got a roommate for specifically to avoid. Next thing I know, rent is paid. Yesterday I saw an email that half the rent is not paid for February and if it's not paid by the 19th, they start the eviction process. I immediately knocked on his bedroom door and asked him if he got the email. He said yes. I said, you need to get your shit together or get the fuck out. He said to me that he's paid every month and it's my fault for getting him sick. Note that he asked me to cover rent once prior to him ever getting sick. So I corrected him by saying he's late half the time. I told him he's unreliable and that diminishes my trust in him greatly. I also asked what happened to the FAFSA money that he had. Did he use it to buy his expensive gaming PC? Which typically I would say is not my business, but now it's affecting me. He says his girlfriend got it for him. He kept saying, it's fine, which I say, I'm telling you, it's not fine. And the fact that you keep saying it scares me more. I told him a last time, you need to get his shit together and pay on time, or I need to find someone who can. I'm essentially threatening his home, which I hate doing, but I also feel like he's doing the same now to me. I could hear him in the other room cursing me out, but I'm just at my wit's end. He's going to get me evicted over this. So... Am I the asshole for flipping out at him? Now, I don't agree with that last paragraph you said where you said I'm essentially threatening his home. Whereas I see it as quite the opposite. You know, you're going to get evicted as well if this shit doesn't get sorted. 
Guy sounds like an absolute nightmare and is putting unneeded stress on you because he's not paying his rent on time. And I can see what you're saying about the whole gaming PC thing about, you know, is he using that money for a gaming PC, which would piss me off as well, to be quite honest. You know, not paying rent, putting all this stress on you, possibly getting evicted, and he's just there buying a gaming PC. Although he said his girlfriend did it. I don't know fully how all this sort of stuff works. I mean, can he just stay in the place till you both get evicted or is there somehow the possibility of just getting him evicted because you're paying half your rent. If you can find someone else before that the eviction date happens, then surely it'll all be good if they can just get rid of him, right? And there weren't many comments on this apart from, you know, just get rid of the guy. But Opie did update and said, well, it's been a few months and I thought I'd finally give an update. Later that month, he decided to talk to me and tell me that he was moving out. Something about... The person who was watching his dog was pregnant and couldn't watch him anymore, so he had to move, or whatever. Right. I asked how long until he moved out, and he said March 1st, roughly 10 days. I let him know that because he was still on the lease, that he was still on the hook for half the rent until I found someone. I'm sure no one is shocked that he did not pay, so now I'm looking for a lawyer. I was debating doing it all myself. I think I have more than enough evidence gathered. The fact that he was on the lease record showing when he paid and how much and when he stopped paying altogether. Even me reminding him that he was still responsible for his share of the rent. The filing end seems a bit tricky. Still, haven't found a roommate and have been paying the entirety of the rent out of pocket, which has caused a lot of financial hardship. But I'm now extremely nervous about anyone that I meet as a potential roommate after this. Definitely feel a lot less like the arsehole after all this. That's for sure. Yeah, and I hope you do get some money back and you know through the courts or whatever it takes to get that money back i've certainly heard stories of people taking advantage of like exactly like this in the past now, i am like i said i haven't got a clue about this but i've seen in movies that people like when they're getting new roommates they do like an interview process is that a possibility i'm not sure if that's right or not and it might not change things but you might understand a bit more what the person's like before they actually move in again I don't know. <laughs> but what do you guys make of this situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below and let's have another story. Oh, and if you've got any more little uh, cheeky nightmare roommate stories, don't forget to let me know. I love all that sort of stuff. Now, our next story comes from the Am I the Arsehole subreddit from Medical Comment 5527 and says, Am I the Arsehole for leaving my son's wedding early? My son, Alan, 26 male, I just recently got married to Helen, 25 to 26 female. I love them both very much. It's relevant to mention that I really dislike parties and large gatherings. I'm not sociable at all and I really just dislike them. It was kind of a downer when I heard that Alan and Helen were going to have a wedding with around 150 people. I told Alan ahead of time that I would probably leave early and that me and the rest of the family would take two cars so that they could stay if they wanted to. He looked like he didn't mind at the time. So at the wedding itself, after the ceremony, I basically told him that I was glad it looked great, but I was going to go home. He asked if I was going to at least stay for the cake or for food, but the food didn't look all that appetizing to me, so I told him I was just going to leave. He said, alright, whatever, just go. And I went back to my table to get my stuff. I told my wife, and she said she didn't feel comfortable driving back alone. The venue was very far from us, and the roads there were not great. I said in that case she should come with me and after some hemming and whoring she agreed. So we left. Then two days later Alan's new wife bombarded me and my wife with messages that she was disgusted with us, saying horrible things about us and insulting us 
as people and as parents. Really just sickening. I told her off and asked why she thought it was okay to talk to her in-laws like that and she said that us leaving ruined the wedding for Alan and that he was very upset for the rest of the night. She continued to berate us. I politely told her to leave us alone and called Alan, mainly to inform him that his wife had a temper that he should know about. When we talked about it, he basically started berating me too and said things like, you always do this and just leave me alone before hanging up. I feel like I'm justified since I told him ahead of time that I wasn't going to stay. Am I the asshole here? Edit, since so many people care about the details. Yes, there was a mother-son dance planned. Yes, he included me in the count for the food costs. Yes, I love him. No, this does not mean that I do not care about him. Now, I know it's not the main point of the story, but it jumped out to me very early when it said, you know, he doesn't like social occasions and whatever. And your son asked you if he was going to stay for at least the cake or the food. But then you said, I don't know why this bit really jumped out to me, but the food didn't look all that appetizing to me. So I told him I was just going to leave. So the question that immediately popped into my head. So if the food did look appetizing, you would have stayed. And the comment from your son about you always do this sort of spoke more than anything to me. But Crystal Queen says you're the arsehole. You didn't even stay for the meal that they'd paid for an absolutely disgusting lack of love and respect from you as a parent. You also strong-armed your wife into leaving too, so your son had no parents present at his reception. How you don't see that you are an arsehole is a mystery to me. I kind of wondered what that reception looked like as well. Um, Weddings that I've been to, and I know it's not all weddings, of course. Some that I've been to have like head tables where the parents sit there, and I kind of wondered if there was two empty seats from the son's parents, which just sets an incredibly sad scene for me. RB says you're the asshole. Leaving early doesn't mean not going to the reception at all. And taking your wife along with you was even worse. You need therapy for this level of antisocial behavior, especially since you don't seem to understand why you're in the wrong. Your mum says you're the asshole. You missed all of the traditional wedding reception things. You didn't make a speech. Your wife didn't dance with your son. You didn't have his parents there to celebrate with him. Even for an hour or two. You didn't express love, just a, hey, you look great, but I'm going to leave. And then you dragged your wife with you, all because you couldn't be bothered to give him two hours of your time at his wedding. Samuel says, you're the arsehole. The fact that he's telling you you always do this strongly suggests that this recent blow up isn't just about the wedding. But ignoring that, this is one of the most important days in your son's life so far. And you couldn't even be bothered to stick around for the toast. Did you make a toast to the couple? Typically, the father of the groom dances with the bride and makes a toast to the couple, welcoming the bride to the family, thanking the guests for coming, and offering some heartfelt warm slash wishes and advice to the couple. I mean the fact that your response to the whole thing was, meh, the food didn't look that good to me, so we bailed and I took his mother with me. Speaks volumes to the relationship here. If the food had looked better, you'd have stuck around. But you wouldn't stick around when your son is clearly indicating to you that he wanted you to stick around a little longer. That right there makes you 100% the arsehole here. And one more comment from Rotating who says you're the arsehole. You didn't leave early. You skipped the entire reception and took the groom's mother along with you for good measure. My four-year-old is less self-involved than this. Not only did you crush your son on his wedding day, it was probably humiliating to be asked over and over where his parents were. But now I'm going to turn this one to you guys. What do you guys make of the situation? Let me know your thoughts down in the comments below.
But just a huge thank you from the bottom of my heart for getting involved in today's stories. Your love, your support, your time always means the absolute world to me. So thank you so much for being a part of it all. You're absolutely amazing. Please never, ever forget that. And hopefully I will see you in the next one. Take care and much love. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 